We there yet? We there yet? The podcast with Rich Kiamko. Ah, that's me. (laughs) Hi, welcome back to WTY We There Yet Podcast. I'm here live on location in Waikiki Beach. Honolulu, Hawaii. That's right. I am here with the comedian Stephen Briggs. What's going on, man? Hey, man. <laughs> and we met while we were doing a show. We were both uh, opening for Cash Cab's Ben Bailey. Yeah, it was an awesome show. At Hawaiian Bryant's, which is an amazing show. And uh, I thought, shit, this guy's got some game. And you got oh, thanks, beatbox. Man. You're funny. You're you're just. It's a lot of crazy things. I thought. I, you're here. We're here. We're on an island in the middle of nowhere. Let's do this. <laughs> exactly. So. Uh, I don't know. So how did you, what was your, well, how did you get started? Like, well, what happened was I didn't even know stand up was a thing. Like, um, when I was younger, my mom used to tell me these stories to tell, retell to her friends to make her look cool. And what she would do is dress me up in a little sailor's outfit. Stop it. Dead serious. Stop it. And then have it's her like- friends come over and then they would play some music and I'd come out dancing in the little sailor's outfit. And then I'd retell the story about my mom doing something really cool. And her friends were like, oh, you go girl. Oh, you're so bad. Stop it. <laughs> and you have a girlfriend and she made you to drag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that because it seems so ridiculous. Yeah. To, I mean, my parents were Filipino. They beat me into playing piano, and before, but I wouldn't have to wear accessories or something. Oh yeah, accessories. That's but so yeah, it was funny. Like, yeah, it was just. It was where did just, you grow? Where did you grow up? Well, I was born in New York, and then I went. I uh, moved to San Diego, and then I got sent to military school in Texas. Oh my god. Yeah. And then your dad was like super conservative like yeah, you do dad, a whole bit about your dad i'm like oh my god yeah my dad's really really religious and super conservative he's kind of like the exact opposite of my mom like he doesn't like anyone over at the house he doesn't like to talk unless it's necessary um he just is like <laughs> let me just read my book and leave me alone please don't talk unless it's necessary yeah yeah he's like he like doesn't like to waste words you know what i mean like most people don't like to waste food he doesn't waste words wow yeah now was he what was his religious background he's christian christian and mm-hmm. then you're like and your mom was my mom my mom is christian too but she's like i don't know like party christian or something right right because she's dressing your son yeah. up in a sailor suit and your dad's like shut up don't I, talk woman <laughs> my dad doesn't even like look here's the thing my parents are divorced um and they've been divorced for as long as i've known them um but they still live in the same house and but they sleep in different bedrooms so they wait wait they so have, they, they legally divorced they're legally divorced they just live in the same house they're roommates pretty much so are they openly divorced in the christian community yeah yeah they're openly divorced in the christian community um my dad was like trying not to get divorced my mom was like i'm getting divorced this guy doesn't talk at all oh my god yeah so, so wait was she did she get married like when she was like 18 or my, my mom my dad is my mom's second husband uh, she got married when she was 15, I think. Oh, wow. Well, 16. She had her first kid at 15 and then got married at 16 um, to my older brother's dad. And then he wait, supposedly... Wait, wait, wait. wait you're, she was married to your older My older brother's, brother's dad. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought yeah. you meant your dad's older brother. No, no, like, no. What? <laughs> she just went down the line. <laughs> yeah, my older brother's dad. And then... Some, story from what i hear is that he stole my my older brother and took him to puerto rico and then my mom went to puerto which is rico. the christian thing to do yeah yeah well i don't know if this guy's christian or not i don't know him but 
I know he will take a kid and take him to Puerto Rico. So he takes him to Puerto Rico. My mom, supposedly at 16, flies to Puerto Rico and, like, goes outside the courthouse and, like, begs for the police to get her child back for, like, a month. So she doesn't, she doesn't even know back. where he is. Well, she she knew he was in Puerto Rico, but she couldn't. Yeah, get, but it's kind of broad. It's not like a. I think she knew where he was, but she was sixteen year old girl. You know what I mean? What was she gonna do? Like push this? Because I think he he was like thirty or something like that. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, he's a way older guy. Wait, so where was she from? When where was she when this happened? She my, was in New York. My mom, yeah, New York. But it was kind of arranged, from what she tells me. Like oh. it was kind of an arranged thing. So for, it was an arranged to be with this guy. Yeah. Oh, arranged to be with him, or to she wasn't married to him. She was married to him. For she got a married bit. at fifteen. Sixteen, I think. She 16. got pregnant at fifteen. Wow, yeah. that is cra- that is sort of hardcore Christian in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and supposedly she told me this guy was like thirty. I don't know if she's exaggerating the age, but I know he's a lot older than her. Wow. Yeah. So. Well, that's that's a great formula for why you're a comedian. So that wait, yeah. so she did she got she located him, got your brother back or your stepbrother well, back. Yeah, she got she got him back. Um, and the thing is, like, my mom is Puerto Rican, and I think this guy was Puerto Rican, so that's why the whole Puerto Rico comes into play. And then my mom, after that, was like, "Okay, Puerto Rican guys are way too spicy." So then she's like, "I'm gonna get myself a white man." The whitest, and that's how, whitest, yeah, yeah, the whitest, whitest. And then she's like, "Wow, it's way too bland. There's no spice at all. I don't right. like that either." But there's no talking. Yeah, there's no talking. <laughs> He's just so boring. Oh God. And so she divorced him, too. Nuts. Yeah, but she stayed in the house because she's like, well, I like this white money. (laughs) (laughs) She's a kept divorced Christian woman. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. So where do they live? Where do they they cohabitate? They they live in San Diego right next to Qualcomm Stadium, like literally a block away. Oh, wow. Well, San Diego's amazing. It's a beautiful place to live. Wow. So then, so ever since you were conscious they were divorced but they were still cohabitating you grew so they were growing up in san diego yeah yeah well yeah i grew up uh, mostly in san diego i mean i spent a couple years in new york a couple years in texas and oh then, okay and what years were you there in new york how old were you when you were in new york new york, new york city york, you yeah new york i was there when i was younger like maybe like till 13 12 13 so a mili- moved, military family or no no uh, my older brother he was in the army but not because he wanted to be just because oh, okay. he was an outlaw so <laughs> okay okay so then what was i mean your so your mom dressed you up in sailor suits and mm. made you perform for her friends yeah and then at what point did that i mean were you did you do theater what, what did you No, i didn't do theater I, I didn't do any of that um what happened was uh one of her friends eventually was like hey you know i think he's kind of funny you know uh i would like to take him to a comedy show if you don't mind to my mom and how she, old were you I, I was older he just remembered me you know so i i was like oh she's like yeah sure you know like she's like yeah go ahead and so i went to this comedy show with him and uh what club i it wasn't a club it was just like some kind of show they were throwing in this place that was not meant to be a comedy club you know and so they were like so he took you in a little white van to this, yeah. <laughs> this close area. So we're watching the show and then they're like, Okay, uh guys, we have a special guest next coming up, Stephen Briggs and I'm like What? Yeah, and so I'm they, looking wait, around. They punked you into performing? Yeah. Wait, I, but were, were there other people actually performing comedy? Yeah, there was other people performing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh but it was God. like it was like I don't know, it was like an open mic or something, you know? Oh. There was nothing special. It was like a little rinky dinky show. Oh, so that's okay. how yeah, he just kinda got me on. Oh my god. So he like basically put jumper cables on yeah sign me up and yeah stuff. and i was like looking around I'm like there's another stephen briggs here 
What the? And this old man behind me is like, go on up there, young blood. And then I just went up there and told some stories, man. Wow. And how was it? Did you, you didn't know what was going to happen. So you were like, uh, so did you, did you tell the sailor story? I kind of just told the sailor stories. Yeah, man. I was just going into it it. about my mom. I was like, yeah, you know, and then it was like, okay, cool. And how'd it go? They, they, the first ever time it went really well. The second time, the worst thing ever. Wow. Yeah. Because I got booked at this, uh, Christian show. And and at that time, I was like a really filthy person. I would just like talk like really crazy. So I went up there, but I didn't know it was a Christian show. No, you didn't know? No, no. They just kind of hooked me up, you know, like, hey, this guy, you know, he's, you know, doing a little something, you know, let him go up there. And so I went up there and started like saying some dirty shit. No. Yeah. And then they're like, just look at me like, and I'm like, oh, that's not working. I'm going to hit him with dirtier. (laughs) 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 And then after. the joke? What were you saying? They. Oh man, it was just terrible. I'm so embarrassed to even say it. Yeah, what you were? How old were you at this point? I uh, was like a, 22 at this time. Wow. Yeah, and, and that, but you're also only like what? This I'm, is your second mic in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you have no idea what Exa- what really would work or wouldn't. I mean, other than this magical thing that happened at an open mic where you crushed. Yeah. But they were just very lenient and nice, I think. You know what I mean? The first time. They were just being nice people. Right, you right. Know, I think they could just see, you know, like... It's it's, it's kind of like when you... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I explain it. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go into it. No, I know. But there's a, just that feeling like, oh my God, I just bombed in front of a bunch of it's, super conservative... It's kind of like, like seeing a little... Like, you know, the first time someone goes up, it's kind of like a little kid trying to sing and you know they sound like shit, but you're just like, clap anyway. Right, right. That kind of thing, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. You're like, this kid uh, sucks at singing. So they but, gave you a trophy but, anyway. Oh should. my, I'm so impressed that that little kid's on stage doing it. You know, right. it's kind of like that thing, you know? Right, right. That's why they're being nice. Wow. So then you bombed at the Christian game. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then. How when did I, you stick with it? Did you, did you just go home? I and remember die? the guy coming up to me, the guy who's running the thing. He's like, you are never allowed in here again. <laughs> yeah. I've never and been so back you were since. hooked. You were hooked to After comedy? that, after that, it was like, I was like, oh, man, let me, you know, <laughs> I've never been kicked out of a place because I was such a good kid. That was the most trouble I've ever been in. Really? really? Yeah. Well, no, that's not the most trouble. But, that I mean, it was like I didn't get in trouble a lot. So it was kind of like, all right, this feels a little good being a little revelish, you know? Right, right. Like, I never, like, got – I got in trouble with my parents but not other people. Huh. Yeah. So then, So then what was – how did it, like – how did you decide at that point, like, okay, I'm going to just keep doing this. That's like you bombed. And so it, it felt, did you feel like, Oh, it's, it's dangerous. I'll keep doing it then. I, I, oh yeah, I don't know, man. I was just, I, I didn't know what I was going to do at that time in my life. And I was just like, why not just keep on doing this? And you know, I didn't like other stuff. So I was like, yeah, why not just go up there and wow. And then what were you, did you end up, like going to college or doing some kind of work while you I went to college for a little bit and then I just like dropped out because I just was bored. I didn't, you know what I mean? So, wow. And then I was just like, okay, let me just go to LA. And and I started, uh, I got like a commercial agent and I wasn't even looking for that either. You know, it was just like some guy was like, Hey man, like he was doing stand up. He's like, you know, you probably do good at commercials and you can make a lot of money. And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, you, you know, let, just meet my agent if you, you know, I'll hook you up with a meeting. I'm like, all right, cool. So I meet him and 
He signs me because I remind him of his brother, supposedly. Like, I look like his brother. So huh. I, that's not a good reason to sign anybody. But <laughs> right, right. Like, he's like, I don't know if you had any talent, but you look like my brother, and that guy's pretty sweet. So, oh, my like, God. How funny. Yeah, he signs me, and I go to, like, he calls me. I got, like, really drunk that night because I was like, cool, man. I got an agent. Like, celebrate. But I got, like, drunk off of, like, cheap, like, Carlos Rossi wine. So I had the worst hangover the next day. And so he calls me in the morning. He's like, I got an audition for you. Can you make it it's in 30 oh, minutes? Shit. So I like jump in my car. I'm like, <laughs> just drive over to this audition. And I run up the stairs. I'm sweating. Like the alcohol's coming out of my pores. And I walk in and like all the doors are the same. You know, and once I walk into this room, I'm like, where do I go? And I'm like, I all I know is I have to sign up. That's what they told me. Sign up when you get there. So I, I asked some guy. I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, where do I sign up for the commercial? He goes, oh, just sign up right there. I'm like, okay, cool. So I write my name down, and I'm waiting. And then a guy comes out of the door, and he looks at the pad, and he goes, oh, Stephen Briggs. And I, I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. So that's me. I go in there. And I go in there. He, he has the camera, and he goes, okay, you're going to slate your name. And I and I didn't know. I, I was like, what's what's slate? And he's no! like, Jesus Christ, man. He's like, just, just say your name. And oh, I was like, okay. Shit. I was like, and I'm really nervous and I'm still sweating. I probably look like crap. And I'm like, okay, hi. My name is. No, no, no. I threw up. No. But the thing was, I I had been taking an acting class for like two weeks too because I got free like trial. So I I was really bad at remembering the lines. And I would always mess up and turn to the teacher and be like, hey, can I start over? And he goes, no, no, man. Just just keep on going. Just keep on going. So that's all I could remember in my head when I threw up. So I just was like, just keep up. So I just came up and I'm like, Stephen Briggs. (laughs) 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 And I just started saying the lines because the lines are right there. So I just started reading the And the guy's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't see that up there. I think he messed up on his line. Well, I'll just keep on going. I keep on saying the lines. No, no, no. Stop. He's like, you're going to clean this shit up right now. And I'm like, okay. He's like, go to the bathroom, get some towels, clean this shit up. So I have to get some paper towels. I'm cleaning this shit up and everything. And like, I'm a guy who like believes in second chances. You know what I mean? You can fix something. It's never fully broken. So I'm like, hey, man, sorry about that. Can can (laughs) we go again? Oh, (laughs) fucking balls. Balls. I'd be like, I wouldn't even come back. I would just yeah, leave. The guy was so pissed. He's like, uh, you know what you could do is get the hell out of here. And it kicks me out. And I was like, I walked out and I was so sad and depressed. And I felt like I was about to cry. And this guy comes up to me. You can see I'm like obviously distraught. And he goes, hey, man, you okay? And I was like, oh, I just had this audition for ESPN. And I threw up inside right there. And he goes, ESPN? Dude, that's four doors down that way. I ended up walking in that one and booking it. No. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Yeah, man. Uh, and pissing off the other person in the other room. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. His thing was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, but you know what I mean? You got to get it, it out of there. I love it. That's such a fucking awesome story. <laughs> So Thanks, what man. was the other, so the what did you do for the ESPN though? You walked in and you're like, since you were already vomiting, I felt you were... great. I felt really good. I felt like I got the nerves out. I felt like <laughs> I wasn't sweating anymore because there was nothing to sweat out. Like I had got everything, so I just kind of was like, I felt good. I walked in there, and I I I was like, he's like, I'm like, I can't go any worse than what just happened. <laughs> so I walked in there. <laughs> And I was like, the guy's like, Slate. I'm like, my name. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, got it. And I was like, Stephen Briggs. 
And he's like, you nailed it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. we'll give you a call. Yeah, and I started like reading the lines and everything. And he's, I'm like, oh, and he said the line. I'm like, that's the right line. He said, bam. I'm just reading the lines and boom. <laughs> Stop it. Stop. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, shit. I love it. So <laughs> you got that. It just ran. You made money. Yeah. And then Bill Clinton, I guess, like saw the commercial and he got interviewed. And he said that was his favorite commercial. Oh, my God. So wait, what's the commercial? It's I like I don't know if Bill Clinton. I don't know what he is. And he had a different interpretation of what the commercial meant. He like thought it had like a subtext for like some other big meaning. Maybe it did. I don't know. You were still drunk and hungover. Uh, How would you? Know? Yeah, I don't know. Like I thought it was just like I don't know. Like people look into things like deep. You know what I mean? Like he's like this is something about the economy right here. You know, and so. Uh, but the whole commercial is just you know I'm I'm on the high school football team. I don't have a beard, <laughs> and I'm I'm talking to another guy, and we're talking about baseball players and i'm like breaking down this baseball player um and while we're doing that these these kids walk up with glasses and everything and like pocket protectors and they look at us and then we look up at them and they're like nerds because we're talking about it all scientifically i guess right right and so they're making fun of the jocks for being nerds and that's the commercial okay yeah wow that was it man that's it and so then that was your entree to that and then how did the then you 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 came to, and you wanted to do comedy, so you just started hitting. Yeah, I just started going everywhere to do comedy. And then I was like, you know where I need to go, Honolulu. That's where I need to go. <laughs> I came out here. <laughs> I was like, that's where you really get your comedy chops. Yeah, you have you to go to the to, beach. Yeah, yeah, you I come out to Honolulu. I think it's weird. This Honolulu is spectacularly gorgeous. Yeah. It's like you can't believe how beautiful the water is. You can see all these. Fit. You feel like. This is where people go. They just like it. But in terms of comedy, I just feel like hey, I've been here a few times now, and I'm like, it's gorgeous. But do people here take it for granted? They go after like a year, like, ah, fuck this. I gotta watch Netflix. I don't need to be out. In I mean, because it's just so. I, I don't know. Let me tell you something. I've been here for well, like maybe like a week, and I have not gone the water once. Really? Not well, you once. look like it. You look. You still look like white. Yeah, I burn very easy. Yeah, so I mean, you have a I little just, bit of rose on your cheeks. Oh yeah, that's just rosacea. I have natural red. <laughs> you have face. natural rosacea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, really. I have like naturally red cheeks. Like okay. Like, yeah, because there's nothing else in your body is like looks like no. you, you're untouched. You've been walking around with a lead apron on. Exactly. Exactly, man. So like, I expect like when I get very old, I'm gonna look like Father Christmas, because I got these rosy cheeks. <laughs> right. Right. So like, yeah, I'm starting the beard early. Right now, now, now there's another aspect to your comedy. Before I forget, you you do. How did you get into beat beatboxing and? Oh uh, yeah, you know, man. What do you? I mean, I don't even know what you call it beatboxing. But yeah, yeah be, beatboxing sound effects, whatever you want to call it. Um, what happened was I just uh, I was working on uh, some bit, and it was nothing special at the time, but uh, I wanted to do these sounds in the bit, but I didn't. I noticed when I'd watch people do like something and then they would try to do the sounds on it like not everybody but some people a majority of people they'll do something but it'll be like half ass so they do it and it just sounds like shit and they're right. like trying to emphasize the bit more with some sounds but the sounds sound like shit so right, then right, it just right. makes the it look all hokey right 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 and so i didn't like that so i was like if i'm going to put these sounds in this bit because i wanted to accentuate it the bit 
I was like, I'm going to make sure it sounds really good. So I just like put all this time just again these few sounds really good in this bit and then before I knew it I got carried away and then I just started learning more and more and more and more sounds and now I'm just like obsessed wow so now I'm just like yeah I'm always working on sounds like every single day a new sound I'm always having working on a new sound and then how do you refi- do you record yourself and listen to it how do you refine like no I just kind of like play with them like and then I'll take it to stage when I feel like it's ready even wow. if it's not ready the sound like if I feel like it's borderline there I'll start like putting it into the bit and getting it going but like the thing is like my borderline compared to someone else's borderline like because I've been working on sounds for so long now it's like it's gonna sound good but like right I'm like perfectionist when it comes to sound but now. you do the whole thing about I don't know the, the baby or the sa- but you you do this whole like bit about uh I'm not even sure it's a, a club or what are you into the club or a gay club. I, there's all these different. I mean, I've seen you a couple, only seen you three times. And you kind of come at some stuff at, from different directions. Yeah, yeah. Time, so I'm like, uh, but that baby thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> because the movement you're doing is crazy. But then also the sound. I was like, wow. Yeah. I am transported to a gay circuit event. Like it's just <laughs> like, did I just <laughs> drop? Am I in a K-hole? Did I just, like, where am I? I am in Fire Island. No. <laughs> this is some straight dude with a beard doing a whole bit about circuit music. I'm like, what the fuck is going you on? You know what's so funny is there's, a, there's this, uh, literally next to our hotel, there's this gay karaoke bar. Oh, and, uh, yeah. You're, so you're right next to Wang Chung. Yeah, we were right next there. Wang Chung's. Wang yeah. Chung's is in, in Waikiki, and it's like the gay karaoke bar. Yeah, of so the island. I was like, oh, because we we're just walking down the street and we see this place at Wang Chung's karaoke bar, and I was like, oh, might as well, because I went to the Luau, so I was like, let me walk in there and see what's up. I walk in there, it's really packed and everyone's singing and having a good time, and I'm like, oh, I'll have a drink, you know, because uh, this is a pretty cool place, and people are singing karaoke, and I like to listen to people sing karaoke. And so some guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, are you going to sing? I'm like, I don't sing really. But uh, he goes, then why are you here? I'm like, I don't. I just saw I was walking by and I just wanted to grab a drink before I got back to my room. And he's like, oh, well, you should sing. I'm like, look, I, I can, I'll beatbox, but I won't sing. And then so they talked to the owners and the owner was like, that sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> like, he's like, you want me to do what? And he's like, you want me to cut the music off? Like, so there's no music and just give you a mic. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, I'll give you 15 seconds. And if it's terrible, I'm turning on music and having them pull the mic from you. Okay. And I was like, okay. Well, yeah, but then you whip it out. You got it. Yeah, but sometimes, like, you whip it out and you feel confident. And then, you know, the other person on the other side is going, that's it. Uh, you know? Right, right, right. So, so I don't know. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll try it. And, you know, it wouldn't be the first time I've, you know, disappointed somebody. So. <laughs> I mean, like, whatever, you know? And and they ended up liking it. It was really cool. Right. Well, what did you do? Do do a sample of it. I just did a mix of stuff. Um, What did I do? Am I able to cut this? Yeah, yeah. You can do whatever. Okay, it doesn't okay. matter. Um, I think I did something like last night when I do. I do it. Um. <laughs> Pip, <laughs> pip,
wait, I thought this was a karaoke bar. Is there someone doing ecstasy? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, they were right? getting into it. They were it's totally. Yeah, they were did, did, they, did they were like, what the fuck is this white straight Everyone guy did doing? say it. They're like, I felt like I was on ecstasy. Right, right. And I was like, that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So. so then you did you were you in the whole beatbox circuit as well or is this just something you came up on your own and you're just doing it in comedy i've like realm? never met anybody else who can like beatbox really because like a, there's a whole world that exists out yeah, there. yeah yeah I've, I've kind of like started to like see it like pop up online and stuff like that but before i've never met anybody that's like th- i mean i met people who can do basic stuff you know what i mean right. like basic like something like that you know what i mean but nothing like you know right, nothing right, right, like right, crazy right. But I know there are people that are like insane, like right, right, right. So, right. yeah, I mean, like I'm actually when I was younger, I remember hearing of this guy named Rozel, and I remember that was the first time I ever heard somebody beatbox, and this guy like did beatboxing and then layered it with words on top of it at the same time, ah. and then that kind of like I remember that when I was a kid, I was like that blew me away. I was like, oh, that'd be so cool if I could do that. But this one song he was doing, I never learned how to do that one song, but I actually ended up making up like original songs where I can like, I layered them and stuff like that. So I can like put words over it, the beat or, and also like cover songs too, like Genuine My Pony. That's like a really popular one. Right. So I ended up learning how to do that. It's not like, like, they drop the words and like, I'm just a bachelor. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, that was really cool to me. So, yeah, I just kind of learned how to do that. And then before I knew it, I was like, holy crap. That's like, I when I was younger as a kid, I was like always being like, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. And now it's like I can right, right. do that. Because yeah. you, you do these weird stories in your act. Yeah, I like <laughs> doing weird, like long stories. Um, It, it doesn't always like go over with like every audience but like the audience that does go over with they really 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 like it so right i think it's tricky it's a challenge to do a long form and it, do it, you have any short bits that you know or you're solid like i have short jokes too i, I have that's always like because sometimes it's like you just the audience is not is just doesn't have the attention span yeah that's true and yeah it's, and it's i do have short jokes that i i fall back on too um which are just really punchy and just like there boom but um, more re- recently and lately, I've been like doing long form. I just enjoy doing it more. So even and I'm more comfortable doing like like because here's the thing. I'm I'm also telling like I'm doing a really long story with punchlines scattered through, but they're not like always like typical punchlines. You know what I mean? Like right. You know, like it's not like here's the punchline. It's kind of like you gotta connect it sometimes. Right. So. The thing is, like, I know the story in itself is entertaining, and the story pays off at the end. Right, so I'm right. never worried if the audience is, like, not all of a sudden on board in the first, like, 30 seconds. Right. Because the story, like, I work out these stories, too. Like, I go to, like, storytelling shows a lot and, like, perform there. Mm-hmm. And so I think, like, if the story's interesting enough in itself and people really enjoy the story, it kind of like in some audiences will make up for if they're not really into that style like right where they just like you know like maybe like one-liner star stories i mean one-liner comedy or stuff that's like the joke is only like 15 20 seconds right 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 just little quick little haiku yeah exactly set so. up punch set up punch set up punch now you've also entertained the troops have you did you do your beatboxing and all your stuff when you were entertained how did that how oh did yeah you get that 
how did how did that go over? You do a whole bit about being in some yeah yeah alcohol free <laughs> Middle Eastern country. <laughs> yeah, man, I've been I've been doing uh, shows for the troops for like three years now, maybe going overseas. So I've been going like and uh, it's just been great, man. They're like the best audiences, um, just because they're so happy to have like people entertaining them. So right, right. and like you know, I think they are like like know that we specifically only came out just to entertain them. You know what I mean? So it's like, Oh, this is very cool. You know? And I like, I mean, I was in military school. I don't know how much you know about like military life, but like nothing it's okay. Well, yeah, it's not like the most pleasant. Um, you're doing a lot of things that you normally wouldn't want to do. Like, like nobody likes waking up early every morning, but you have to wake up early every morning and then you have to march and like, like, Oh, it's like, who wants to march, you know? And then, you get to the so mess every hall. morning you march yeah you march and i mean i'm not in the military but i went to military school and my brother joey's in the army and i've seen a lot of like been on a lot of military bases and it's just like a lot of like structure you know and not not everyone i mean some people do like that much structure but you know it's very like okay we're doing this that 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 you need to have your clothes pressed you need to have your bed corners you know hospital corners on your bed like i don't like making my bed you know so now as now that you're not in military school do you still make your bed do you have no no i don't make my bed i just vomit on the bed and leave yeah like (laughs) i get like here's the thing like i i get out of the bed and First of all, I don't even like sleeping with sheets on me, so I sleep on top of the sheets. But sometimes you gotta sleep under the sheets, you know, if you have somebody in the bed with you. <laughs> 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 so you know, girls get cold and stuff, so they're like, uh, I'm, "I want the sheets on me, but I want you." Under. I'm like, "Well, I'm hot," and they're like, "Well, I want you under the sheets to cuddle with me." I'm like, "But your body's hot, and then the sheets are hot, and now I'm over hot, and it's like, ah." <laughs> so yeah, it's like just a big wet puddle on my side now but yeah so i so forgot i forgot what the question was now we like trialed <laughs> you off had, you just had a fight with your yeah, girlfriend yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry i was busy being right i yeah. don't know what you were talking about no i was just saying did the, did the military your military school habits follow through into your adult life some Is but anything, not, but not I mean, all because some of that's useful i mean yeah I definitely kind of discipline but other times you might just lose i mean i guess it depends on your personality but making you are you on time? Well, here's the thing. With stuff? military you, school, it's like now you, you just... don't you don't cross sexes over. So it's like it's military school, all guys. It's and then they have like Catholic school, which is all girls or something like that. I don't know. It's like, but like they. I remember there was an all girls school, and then we were an all guy school. Like when we had dances, they would try to get their girls to come over to our school for a dance. Yeah. And then, like, we try to meet these girls on the dance floor we never met before. And so it's very awkward, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, God. So, like, you're all guys. You don't really see that many girls. Now you're, got, now, you're, now you're at a school dance that you're required to be at. And there's these girls over there standing, and they're shy. And then these guys over here, they're shy. And they're, you're supposed to just mingle and get to know each other for, like, whatever, however long the thing is, two hours. And then they disappear, you know? <laughs> and so you're like, <laughs> it's really weird, you know? But... Yeah, it's military school. Oh God! So then, wh- when when you go out and perform with the troops, that's like that's like just oh, that's great, man. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been uh, to Cuba and I'm going back again this year. Um, I'm going to Turkey this year, Italy, Spain, um, Egypt, Jordan. Uh, I went to Bahrain already. I've been to Djibouti, Addis Ababa. Um, where else have I been? Kuwait, 
a bunch of other places, man. Right, yeah, right. I'm, I'm forgetting a couple, but you know. Right, right, right. But then when you go, is it just you and the comics? Do you bring your girlfriend? No, you... no, no. It's just me and like a couple comics. Yeah. You and a couple ke- comics and a Kevlar. Yeah. <laughs> Are you wearing protection, a helmet, and all that? No, no, I don't wear anything. No. Oh. Yeah, I, well, you're I not mean, like in a battle, but you, when you do, they maybe when we go up to Egypt, maybe and like there might be something they put on it because it's a hot zone. So, but right, right. I mean, most some, of the places. Some areas, so you're you're not necessarily right. You know, you're not like hanging out behind a bunker. Hey guys, so two Jews walk into a bar. No, no, no. nothing like that. Uh, like, yeah, this. No, you're pretty... you're in some sort of like assembled mess hall or something, right? Or, yeah, they. I mean believe it or not they usually have like a really nice like stage they build and stuff like that like they'll have like because the, they have like it's a, a sta- big base a stage with sniper sights <laughs> <laughs> like when we were in Cuba the stage was insane it was huge and we did it on Halloween so everyone's dressed up in costumes and everything oh. and yeah it was amazing so they had this huge stage which I'm sure they use for other things like you know like other because they I think right before us they had the the group magic they're like that group that's like, why you got to be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? So they were there, I guess, right before us. So they're like, magic was just here. And I thought that they were, had magicians there. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then RuPaul's Drag Race yeah, yeah. the week before. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, that's so cool. You guys had magic. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, how was it? And they're like, oh, they were good. I'm like, these magicians were great. Okay, cool, man. And I'm thinking like, did, how'd they get their pets over there? You know what I mean? Because like they always say like, you know, because like <laughs> the magicians I know, they always use like doves and stuff. Right, 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 and, right. And like one of my friends, his name's Mondre. He's a great magician. Um, he uses a, a big cat, man. A like, cat? Yeah, he takes this like, he'll do this trick where he has like a, he'll reach down and like there's this little box or I don't know what it is. It's like a menu, but he, like he opens the menu and then puts it down like this and then reaches be- into it and starts pulling out these handkerchiefs and like, th- but they're all attached and he's pulling them up, pulling them up, pulling them up. And then he goes like this and then shakes it like that. And a cat falls out. Get the, f- yeah, a big white cat falls out. <laughs> it's insane. And people freak. They're like, ah, uh, yeah. So you thought people were pulling cats out of nets? I thought like he would like people like him were going over there, and then they're like they're like I was like what what what, what was magic you know what they what they do like what kind of what kind of magic do they do and they're like oh they were singing and I was like what <laughs> and then they were like no it's that group and then they sang the song just like I did for oh. you like why you got to be so rude and I'm like oh that group I didn't know their name was magic oh my god how funny how funny yeah that's a weird name for yeah, like, a yeah. group like. I mean, I don't know what like what made them go like we're gonna be the magic, you know? I'm like, I'm right. like, look, it didn't work out for Orlando, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Didn't so make sense for them. Why they, are you? Gonna- they ate that. They took that. They took that GoDaddy website and made it theirs. <laughs> so, so you now have uh, an album coming out? Yeah, yeah. I got so you were one. signed with this. I just read it said the same people that produced Richard Pryor and Margaret Cho's album. Yeah, yeah. How uh, that? How, so how that happened? How did well, you did you go vomit somewhere and then next door was this? No, place? that'd be awesome though. I I wish uh, like if so, if that was my success trick, just needing to vomit, I'd be finger banging my mouth everywhere. <laughs> It'd be great. Unfortunately, no. But um, I, yeah, this is it's this record company called Uproar and oh yeah yeah. Yeah, and so what happened was um, I met the record producer in Vegas briefly, and he became friends with one of my really good friends named Angie Crum, who's a comedian from Vegas who now lives in L.A. She's really, really funny. Um, 
she has like the best like if you just want to hear like crazy sex stories the best sex stories like she has this one story about like a guy going down on her and she reaches down to pull his hair to give him like a reassurance that he's doing well and she pulls off his toupee <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a toupee and i'm just like are you serious and she's like his toupee came off in my hand <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and how did he react? Did he just the keep... guy's like, "Oh my God!" And she's like, "No, that's what I say." <laughs> she's like, "You're gonna finish up, and when I'm done with you, I'm gonna use your hair to clean myself up." <laughs> so, and yeah, she's really wild. Like she, I've seen like some of these stories, like where she'll like go pick up these guys because she's like, she's like a super aggressive. Like that guy that she picked up with the hair. I think I was there that night, and. She like walked up to him and she was smoking a cigarette and he's like telling her, he's like, oh, you know, I, I don't, I don't like girls that smoke, you know? And she's like, well, these aren't the lips I want your mouth on. This bitch doesn't smoke. <laughs> so she told him. And I was like, damn. And it worked, you know? So she picked him up. Uh, but she's super funny. Yeah, de- you should definitely check her wow, out. She's really okay, great. Okay, so she's, but everyone loves her. Uh, Angie Crumb. Angie Crumb. Crum. Okay, yeah, okay. really, really funny. Um, and so she, everyone loves her. Like when they meet her, like they want to hang out with her. So he obviously met her and he, then she started chatting with them and they were really cool. And then she was like, oh, you, I should introduce you to this guy named Steven. And she introduced me to him. And, you know, like, we're like, oh, cool, da-da-da, you know, nothing really came of it. And then Angie booked me on the show, and I ended up doing, like, an hour and 30 minutes at the show. And she what? Like, yeah, she put a clock, she recorded it, and then she put the time, the recorder online. She, like, posted that I had just done that much time. And then he saw it, he was one of her friends, and he goes, oh, where did he do this at, da-da-da. And then he hit me up, he's like, where can I see you perform? And he came and saw me perform at a club, and... He w- came to see me do some time, and I was like, okay, I'm going up in front of this guy. Um, there's no talk about, like, a record or anything. He's just like, I'm going to come watch you. And I'm like, all right, cool. And right before I go up, Arsenio Hall drops in, <gasps> and Arsenio Hall bumps me, and he goes up and just, like, kills so hard. Everyone's like, ooh, 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 right, ooh, right, ooh. Right, They're right, all right, doing, right. like, Arsenio, I love oh my you. God. And this is, like, at, like, the height of his re-comeback because he had just got a show, right, show again. Sh- yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, the new Arsenio show is on. So everyone was, like, losing their shit. And then, like, he just tears it up, and I'm like, oh, man, like, I got to go. And he gets, like, a standing ovation, and I'm like, and then I, I'm i like, oh, hey, thanks. When he walks off, thanks for Arsenio for, you know, making it hard for me. And he's laughing. He's like, oh, you're going to do great. And his little alien finger, like, went in my mouth. Like, like <laughs> he went to go touch me, like, like on my head or something. And his, like, finger went in my lip. I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, oh. And just like walked off real fast. Oh my god, Arsenio fingered your Yeah, yeah, yeah. He finger banged my mouth. He finger banged my mouth real fast. And so I was like, oh god. And then so I like was like, okay. And then I went up there and I was like, man, what joke am I gonna do to open up here? And I was like, I don't know if they're gonna want to hear a joke from me because no one's gonna. They just saw Arsenio Hall. Like, right, right, right. What? What do they care of what I have to say? So I was like, I started talking about what Arsenio Hall was talking about, and I started like riffing off of each topic he did, and just made a joke about each topic he did. Ah. And then they liked that, and then I just went into jokes, and it went well. And then after the guy was like, "Hey, I really like the set," da da da, and then just offered me a contract. Get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. He really, he's like, I I like. And that. then you vomited. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, thanks, <laughs> on his crotch. Yeah. Well, that's oh my god, that's amazing. So yeah. then, so now, so what's your process for for getting that album together? Then you've been working on a specific. Set. Um, we just recorded it uh, in Seattle. 
at oh, the okay. Seattle Underground. I headlined it for the week. Okay. And we record the shows. Uh, so the you record every engineer. show for the whole week, and then you just you is it like so? It's basically like a compilation of big chunks of it. Well, I don't know how they're gonna edit it. I have no like control of the editing process, but um, the sound engineer, really good sound engineer, he recorded um, Macklemore's album that won a Grammy, The Heist. Yeah, 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 yeah. He recorded like a couple tracks on that album. I'm gay. I know Macklemore. So yeah, 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 exactly. So. I was like, really like, oh, well, it's so dope that you recorded part of Macklemore's album. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And so I was like, that's cool. You're doing this album. So that was like, wow. The, yeah. So I was like, that's awesome. Um, and then so he recorded it. And now we did a photo shoot for it. And now we're like, I'm just in the process of waiting for it to come out. And wow. So he's just letting me know. I think he said it's going to come out in June. So. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's great. How does it feel? I mean, when you were doing that week uh-huh. at the underground, how did you, you were just like, just. It felt good. It felt good. You know, um, you're taping. Can you, are you able to just go okay and just like drop that, get get out of your head and get get out of the way and just because sometimes you know, especially when it's when you, I think I know for myself and other comics when the, when the stakes are up, you're like fuck. You know, you don't want to choke. You want to blow it because it's like to make a tape. Yeah, it's fucking hard. Or if there's you know. Or you're doing great, but then there's like some drunk person in the audience who's like laughing at the wrong spot and they're yeah. doing weird shit or heck, you know, it's all sort of random things. So, so you know, how did you, you, you did like a whole, how many shows did you? you F- five of them. Oh, great. Um, so you had five and you felt good? Five shows, yeah. Actually, it's three nights. I, I think I said five nights earlier, but it's three nights, five shows. Five shows, Two yeah. of the shows were a wash because the audience was so drunk. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. Sometimes the, the audience, it's like it was late. just they talk too much over right. it. So he's like, it was like too much pause. Like I would, and I'm like, I'm not gonna retell the joke. And then also, if some, if but one of my jokes gets like cut off too much, I don't like to even finish the joke because it's like it lost its magic, you know? Right, right, right. And I remember like saying like the craziest thing. Like this one guy kept on yelling, and I was like, dude, I'm recording an album. Okay, look, I'm not a rapper. I don't need any features. Can you shut the hell up? <laughs> And let me just ten minutes. Give me ten minutes and let me finish this album. Then after that, we can banter. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there was no bouncer to come in and go, "Hey, dude." You no. Know, you know. Yeah. People. I've never had anyone kicked out of a show until when I was recording that album. Um. There's this really drunk guy and his ex-wife in the front, and they were like out that night. I don't know. And he. They were so drunk. And oh my gosh, he was talking about how she loves anal and i was like it's just so weird that you're telling me this when you know you, you're wearing a jesus cross around your neck oh yeah God. it was just the weirdest thing i was just like what whose side are you playing for right now right, you know what right, i mean it's right, like right. what's going on here it's just like <laughs> so i'm just like going back and forth with her and then the divorce husband is like being like don't talk to my ex-wife like that <laughs> it's like <laughs> what <laughs> they're all there together yeah so it's like yeah so it's like it was the weirdest thing and then eventually she comes on stage and she's telling no, me she's no, telling me that no how one takes her down no one there's no eventually one. they did but she comes on stage and she's telling me how i want this she's like you want this huh you want that i'm like look well i do have some community service to finish up so <laughs> i could take off a bit of time with that right there you know <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was just, it was bizarre, but wow. Yeah. So this is all audio. There's no video. On yeah, it's all audio. Oh, so there's no way you could see this crazy yeah. fucked up woman. No, this is more video than right. Yeah, right now, what we're doing. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god. And so were you able to? Because at that point. Oh, and the police got called on another woman who got too drunk and went in the green room and started like making moves on uh, the other comics. Wow. So she got really drunk, started making moves on the comics. 
in the green room and then went to the guy's bathroom and then someone said she was in the guy's bathroom because she passed out there and the bouncer came in there and then she tried to fist fight the bouncer and then they eventually called the police to get her and they're like this is the first time we've ever had to call the police at this club and i was like all right so i'm making already i'm already making records here wow yeah wow because it just you know as a comic it's such a challenge to capture that you know you want to you know you're making an album and then there's there was no so this was just a random like there wasn't like sometimes like clubs when they sh- when they shoot an album they'll have like a papering service like people that come that want to we're, we're shooting a thing for blah 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 come yeah. and then people but people know the deal like there's serious common comedy like groupies or you know comedy yeah. nerds that are there they're they're a good audience because they know that they're supposed to behave and have a good time absolutely and but they, he, here's the thing we were recording in December so there was like um. There was company parties, you know, that were like, you know, they'd go to the bar, get really drunk, and then, like, hey, for the company, like, we'll, we'll just go to a comedy show. And then, you know, when they're, like, that drunk, they're like, oh, I'm helping. Right. I'm helping. They have no idea. Yeah, it's like, no, oh, I'm, I mean, you got to laugh at my expense. I'm helping. Ugh. And I'm like, no, no, you're not helping me right now. Right. I got this. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm like, I'm more like, I, I it's like, it's like hard to explain, like you know what I mean. It's like, look, I'm, tr- I, I'm more of like, like on stage, I want to be more like a samurai. I want to live and die by the sword. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, but you had five. So you had five. So maybe the other five. There were three shows they could cut bits from. Because you were you doing basically a similar set list for the whole thing? I was switching it up every night. I was adding material, doing different material and stuff, and like. Yeah, I try to not, like, take it too serious. Kind of like, okay, well, I got all this material, um, and I got some stuff that, you know what I mean, that I'm also, like, playing around with. So I would switch up the set list every time and then also switch out material and switch in different material and just kind of, like, play with it and just... Right. You know, I didn't really, like, put too much pressure on it. It was just like... Well, that's well, good. I was like, this is, an, this is an album, you know? This is not, like, a Netflix special. Right. And it's also not a one-shot yeah, you and know, also, like, yeah, like with editing, like, I, I'm sure, like, I've seen so many things that, like, especially, like, television, you know what I mean? You, like, see this, like, they do it, like, 76 times, like, that take, and then they cut it, and then back and forth, and, you know, so they edit it so much, you know what I mean? It's, like, the editors, like, are, are magic, so it's, like, even if it went bad, I'm, like, get in there do something that's what we pay you for right right so but right. the shows went that so that's like because initially i was like oh man i have to nail all these but then i was like no i don't really have to nail all these like if like half the show went well here and then half the show went you know and then they got drunk too drunk and then the last part they were talking through and then another audience maybe they were drunk in the beginning but then started really listening and liking it and then right right they could right. put it they could switch it you know what i mean i've watched specials where they're like there, the, I watched this John Leguizamo special where he's like one man show and he's like doing and I'm watching it and then they cut to the audience and then they cut b- back later on and uh, later on and it's a different, it's audience. different audience. It's a total different audience. It's the right. front row, different audience. So I'm like, oh, they just cut between shows. So, you know what I mean? That's what they're there for. You know, it's like kind of like a, um, you know, a type walker, you know, and they got the net under them, you know, right. they fall, you know, it's okay. Right, 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 right. They well, can take chances. So now what? What do you want to do next? Next, that's that's something now you have under your belt. It's going to come out in June. Yeah, and I guess you'll you'll do whatever you do for that. But like, what what's going on for you now? Because like, even when I saw you at the last the three shows that we did, 
you were you know i saw similar stuff but there's other things you would do one night this thing one night that thing or yeah, yeah different material and stuff like that yeah man i've just so been playing up. around some new stuff i mean yeah, just playing around. Like recently, I've been doing, like I said, like storytelling shows. So I, I've been doing the Moth. Yeah. So yeah. I just like. Ended yeah, you up won the, the Moth in Santa Monica. The I won the yeah, I won that one, and now I'm going to the Grand Slam. So I'm gonna try to win that. Oh, okay. And then. Oh, uh, was it Fira Eisenberg at the one in, in Santa Monica? She's like a big. I'm Ooh. not, you know, I didn't. I showed up, and, and I didn't even know that I was gonna get on. I was like just like trying to, and it was like sold out show. And I didn't even know if I was going to get in the room, you know? And I ended up, like, getting my way in there and getting my way on stage. And it ended up just going really well and ended oh, up, nice. like, winning it. So, yeah. So now they're so kind of, like, in, like, more of, like, the, like, you know, like, they know me a little bit more now. So it's, like, okay, it's easier to get on shows with them. Right, and right. And then you're going to go to the, whatever the, you're going to Vegas or you're going to, not Vegas. Yeah, I don't like, know. Whatever. Uh, they said they're going to email me. Yeah, 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 exactly. So then I'm going to do some, I think it's, like, they do like a bigger show with like selected like storytellers and then they have them do that. It's the grand slams. So. Right, right, right. Yes. Well, there's definitely a, a competitive edge when you have the skills, the chops of a comedian to do a storytelling event like The Moth. I mean, Rafira Eisenberg is, you know, she's like, I call her, she's like by comedian. She can do storytelling. She can do comedy. Yeah. And she has both of those under her belt. Yeah, it's you so know. funny. Like when I go when I go do the moth now, it's like people come up to me and be like, "Oh, you know, have you ever thought about doing stand up?" And I'm like, oh, "I don't know. It sounds pretty crazy." <laughs> They're like, "Oh, I think you'll be good at it." I'm like, oh, "I don't know. You know, it's like I'm really content with the storytelling over here." Oh, stop you it! Know? You just pretend. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm content with being a real artist, not knowing that fake stand up stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just like dissing stand up. Oh God! I'm like, oh yeah, those guys. Cheesy making up shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing them. Yeah, yeah. And they're all like purists going, oh, yes, we believe yeah, in the truth. Because here's the thing. Like the moth audience is so much different than like a, uh, a stand-up audience. Because the stand-up audience, you know, you got these people like drinking beer and stuff like that. And like, yeah. And then moth, it's like all wine. You're like, oh, we've come for storytelling. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, what is that nutmeg in there? Right, right. Mm, the oh. bouquet. The bouquet. Ooh, oh. Yes, I've come to listen to some stories while right, I right. hold my leather-bound book. Right, right. So they're, they're knitting. They're knitting while they're listening. Yeah, to it's a way different, different audience, but they're really good, man. I and mean, they're present and they're they're sharp. They they appreciate nuance and other things that exactly storytelling form. They appreciate that a comedy club's like get to the fucking punch, bitch. Yeah, and they're more like, okay, we understand that you're going to be telling us something, and it's going to be a long story. So we're here's the thing: what makes it hard to do long form in like bars or comedy clubs because people get messed up and then sometimes they're they're talking to someone or they check their phone and if you do that for too long and you try to get back in the story you're just completely like where am i what's going on you miss a, a important right, part right. and then it's just too hard to keep up with it right right it's much more complex yeah so whereas at the moth or storytelling they know they have to pay attention to the whole story to pretty much get it and they do people at the the thing is, that people at storytelling shows, like if someone's talking, the, the audience will get mad at them and yell at them. Right, right, right. Whereas right. in comedy clubs, that doesn't happen. Right, people are like, yeah, whatever. They just... Yeah, if someone's talking, rarely will someone else shut them up. Right. You know right. what I mean? Well, it has it's, to... the, it's, it's the comic's job. And those, that point, yeah. like, hey, how It's usually guys... the comic that does Hey, it. that's a nice sound of applause. Who wants these people to shut the fuck up or leave? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep, yep. you know... Exactly, man. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so you've been doing the story. You've been now playing in both of those worlds. 
what's your big picture? Would you, what's your like? If I gave you a magic wand and you said, "Boom, I'm doing this," what would you like? What do you want to create for yourself? Like, cause like we there yet? It's like it's like, are we there yet? What's the journey for you? Like, what's the big picture? And are you? Cause you're or you just you're dropping an album. That's great. Yeah, dropping an album. Um, I'm preparing uh to submit something for TED Talk, so I'm gonna try to set something up for that. Yeah, yeah. I think that'd be pretty sweet. And what would the, what would the premise be on that? Well, I'm working on a few different premises, but because um, you were just you were just here for the wanderlust, uh, yeah, consciousness slash yoga. It's like Burning Man yoga meditation. Exactly, yeah, man. In Hawaii. Yeah, and just like I've been just working with a few different concepts, and the whole thing, like if you watch TED Talk, it is kind of like where they tell like, well, the ones I really like, a majority of the ones I really like, they're usually telling one story, a long story that has a uh, a really deep inner meaning in it. And so I really like the concept of that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I'm already doing like these storytelling at the moth and stuff like that. I think it'd be cool to like develop a story that really works well with like a good meaning behind it for right, something that's, like that's, but that's more specific. That's that works for an audience like Ted talk. Right. Whereas, you know what I mean? Like the other storytelling that you see me do works better for like comedy clubs. Right. Right. So what's well, kind of like, uh, in comedy, it's like a pop tune. Uh, it's still serious, but you, but it's a different requirement. But with a TED Talk, you could do much more complex things. And you don't have to walk away with like, we need to crush this room. You want to crush it, but it's a different – you've got a different agenda. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So you can get to more like um, – I feel like you can really dig in deep on something without ha- the worry of having to like – make it all punchy to get through the whole right. thing and right. you can like really like swirl it like that's why i really like john legazamo like with his yeah. one-man shows because he'll he is funny throughout it right and he does like characters in it but he has like a really deep meaning a message in it right. so when you're watching it, you come away with oh i laughed and i enjoyed it but i came away with something solid right as right. well so that's kind of like where i'm at right now in my my head is like you can't like I can't really work out like or do something like that at, in stand up like you know what I mean where I'm like sending like this message or that message you know so it's just other places kind of other f- platforms to kind of like work that in you know what I mean so right. that's why I, I'm thinking about that right right and then how can people find you what's the stevenbriggscomedy.com I have that website on Twitter I'm Mr. Stephen Briggs because Stephen Briggs was already taken <laughs> By a guy with 31 followers. <laughs> well, Ben Bailey's like the real Ben Bailey because I guess some, how many Ben Baileys are there, you know? Yeah, you think Twitter would just be like, hey, man, like. <laughs> hey, this guy's Like, got give sh- Ben Bailey, he's, 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 he's certified. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, he's got the blue check mark, you know? Like, and here's the thing, like, you, the guy who has the, at Stephen Briggs, he keep, I keep on, because I was like looking how I can get that Twitter handle. And it was like, okay, well, if the person hasn't tweeted in three months, they're inactive. They're considered inactive, and you can get it. But this guy just seems to tweet, like, right before the three-month mark no. is up every single well, time. They, they must send him a little email going, hey, keep up with your... I don't know, man. And then, like, he, I noticed on his Twitter page, he'll get all these tweets. Like, people will be tagging me and stuff, and they'll just... They won't check those, but at Stephen Briggs, and he's a white guy, you know what I mean? Kind of looks like me. So, oh, so right, they right. think, and then he's like, wrong, Stephen Briggs, rah, rah. And he's getting so pissed. <laughs> like, he's just like, ah, screw you guys, rah. 
you're dead. And you get so mad that like, and I'm like, well, dude, if you're getting that mad, just give me the Twitter handle. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, right. so I have to be Mr. Stephen Briggs. So I'm Mr. Stephen Briggs on there because here's the thing: you can only put so many characters in your Twitter handle, so it can't go that far. So like on Instagram, it's Stephen Briggs comedy, but I can't put that on Twitter. It doesn't fit. So I had to do oh, Mr. Steve Briggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I have this weird rich cam go at Twitter, rich cam go at Instagram. But no one can spell the name. As soon as you, you know, I do a whole joke. People can't say my name. You know, they, just, they can't even say it. They just say whatever Asian word they know. Karate, yeah. Karate, kimono, <laughs> whatever, no MSG. I thought I said, I should just be rich, no MSG dot com. You know, like, but then it's like, oh, great. But then, they, you know, I'm misdirecting. Yeah. I should have had a nice white name. Then everyone else would have it at the same time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen Gri- Briggs. Briggs. Just, just call me Stephen. Mr. No, Mr. No, Stephen I- Briggs. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Briggs at Twitter, but <laughs> but you're Stephen Briggs at or no, it's Stephen Stephen Briggs, Briggs at comedy at Instagram. Comedy, yeah. Or it's whatever at, on Instagram. I will. I will. I'll put when we put this podcast out. There'll be all these links for all the stuff, and then I could yeah. also. Oh, but the album's not out yet. The album's can, not out yet. But I'll have a link to your website. And they can find out more oh, about awesome. you. Oh, I appreciate so. that. Just thank you so much for coming in. Yeah, this is amazing. Thanks for this having is so me. Great for fun. Do you want to do a little, give a little beatbox goodbye? What, what's um, a little? Okay. Yeah, let me, uh, let me see. What can I do that? Uh, okay. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course, man. And so for more information about Stephen Briggs, you can go to WTYpodcast.com. That's WTYPOD.com. Uh, and we'll have all the links. And when his album comes out, we'll be tweeting that as well. But you can follow us here at WTYpod. Uh, that's on Twitter. You can go to uh, WTYpod.com. I'm Rich Kamko. Thank you so much for joining us. And aloha from Waikiki. WTY. It's a comedy journey.